Hello everyone, it's Ashley from A to Z Movement. I just wanted to come on and give an encouraging word today for Sunday, February 13th. Happy Black Love Day. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. I definitely want to encourage your spirit. So I took a class back in 2005 and this class was amazing for me and I wanted to re um, reiterate some of these this class um, and encourage people out there. It's called... Um, the, the class is spiritual maturity, discovering spiritual maturity. And there is different levels to this class. This is more of the, uh, beginning. And, um, this class is, it was taught at a church that I participated in. And there were four different classes. This particular one speaks on, um, so you, so that you may become more, spiritually mature and fulfill God's purpose for you his will for you and that is spoken in Colossians 4 12 it's also spoken in Ephesians 4 14 through 15 we are not meant to remain as children but to grow up in every way into Christ Um, the focus of this class is the four basic um, focusing on the four basic habits that every believer needs to develop in order to grow to a spiritual mature, um, spiritual maturity. And this class equips you with skills you need to begin these habits. It also explains the tools you need to continue these habits. And when you are, the goal out of this entire course that I took was to commit to the habits um, that are necessary for spiritual maturity. Romans 619 says in the past, you voluntarily gave your bodies to the service of vices. And then it goes on to say the purpose of for the purpose of evil. So now give yourselves to the services of righteousness for the purpose of becoming truly good. So at a point in time, we may have been doing some things and giving ourselves to things that were not um, equipping us for spiritual maturity, nor was it giving us the maturity that um, leading us into the maturity that we needed, especially Um, in a spiritual sense. So this class gave me some great nuggets and I hope it gives you the same thing. What is spiritual maturity? First of all, spiritual maturity is being the, being the best version of Jesus Christ you can possibly be. It's being just like him. Ephesians 4.13 speaks on in the unity of common faith and knowledge of the Son of God, we arrive at real maturity, the measure of development which is meant by the fullness of Christ. Romans 8.29 speaks on, it's, it's, you'll see it, it's for, for from the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him should become like his son. So that's why you want to use Jesus Christ as an example. A lot of people try to skip past, um, they want to be spiritual, but they skip past the example that Jesus Christ gave. And it's hard to do that. If you do not look at Jesus Christ as an example, if we don't look to him as the example on how to live a spiritual mature life, it's very hard to fulfill um, that maturity, to actually become mature. Facts that are about, about spiritual maturity. One, it's not automatic. Two, it's a process. Three, it takes discipline. 
So the fact that it's not automatic, you'll see that if you were if you were to turn to Hebrews 5, 12 and 13, I'll read some of it. It says you have been Christians for a long time now and you ought to be teaching others. But instead, you need someone to teach you. When a person is still living on milk, it shows he isn't very far, far along in the Christian life. He's still a baby Christian. So it's, a, it's not automatic. It doesn't just click because you got, you know, to a certain age and you feel like you're mature. There are people out here that are younger and more mature than people that are older. Why? There is a sense of maturity. It does, it's not an age. It's not something that's built upon age. It's not automatic. You have to literally pursue it. It's a process. You have to learn to be mature. Proverbs 8, 5 talks about that. You have to learn it. Continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3, 18. It takes discipline. That's the number three, um, you know, fact about spiritual maturity. It takes discipline. You have to take the time and the trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. Just, just as you were to have a goal of losing weight to being at a certain point, you also you worked towards that goal. You didn't just say, I want to lose weight and then wake up, the weight is gone. You actually lift you know, weights or you go to the gym. You scheduled a routine to get to that goal. The same applies with your spiritual walk. It takes discipline. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. That's 1 Timothy 4. And then 1 Timothy 4 also states, take the time and the trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. These things are really, these facts are very um, important to understand before you can fully um, grasp that, first of all, where you are on your spiritual walk and where you need maturity. All right, so understanding discipleship also helps you to understand spiritual maturity. Mature believers are called disciples. I cannot be a disciple without being disciplined. That is the key word in disciple. You're disciplined. You have discipline and you you obtain discipline. The more disciplined I become, the more God can use me. The more disciplined I become, the more God can use me. Being disciplined gives you availability to God. It's like an, it's, that's the automatic. It's like an access because when it's like almost like a green light clicks on when you start being disciplined in your daily routine, in your, um, in your spiritual walk. Once you get disciplined in that, you'll see the access open up for God to use you. The mark of a discipline is that he or she bears their cross. Everyone bears a cross. I don't think anyone walks through life without some type of trouble or things that they've been through or things that they're carrying throughout life. That can can weigh, you know, a bit heavy at times. How often must I do, am I to do this? So you want to ask yourself, okay, so if I'm disciplined, if I'm disciplined to lose this weight or... I am disciplining myself to get to a certain goal. You want to work at it daily. That's what that looks like. You're often, you know, how often should you do it? Every day. Every day. What is involved in cross-bearing? 
Cross-bearing is you're going to do whatever it takes to give Christ first place in your life. So for me personally, I have decided this year to analyze some things that I can put, that I've found myself putting it above Christ. And now I take those things away and out of that place so that I can put Christ there as the example that I'm following daily instead of the thing that I was putting there. So for instance, it was my attitude. I had an attitude, an attitude that I deserve some things. It was kind of like resentment was filled in that attitude. You know, this should be automatic. It should be coming to me. Why isn't it coming to me? I am thinking about it. I'm, I'm talking about it. Why is it not coming to me? Well, I didn't take the time, carve out the time to make my daily routine and make that a disciplined daily routine. When you do that, you'll see that the access towards how God is using you starts to play out even more. So four habits of a disciple. The way that you can become a disciple is to develop godly habits. You want to spend time with God's word in order to find out those godly habits. Putting on love instead of hate. Putting on patience instead of hasty decision making or being so uh, quick tempered. Um, You know, loving and loving with a long suffering, meaning that no matter how many times this person may do something that hurts you, you still know how to show them love. It may not be the same as before because you, you seek to no longer be hurt that way, but you forgive and you move forward. So <clears throat> with those four habits of a disciple, one is you spend time with God. You want to write that down. That's the four, this is the first habit. One is to spend time in God's word. Get to know his principles, get to know what he said, continue to be in his word. John 8, 31 and 32 state, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Everyone loves that scripture because the truth it says the truth shall set you free. People use that line all the time, but do you really read the entire passage to understand what he's saying? You know, you have to be disciplined in order for the truth to set you free. Because a lot of times we hide behind our lies. We hide behind um, other things. Sometimes we even hide behind Jesus and don't and avoid things that we're supposed to address. Two is prayer. Prayer goes a long way. People say pray until something happens. When you're pushing, you push through. You're going to pray in your within your daily routine. A third thing is tithing. Now, I have a, uh, a huge, this is just my personal um, spiritual walk with, with tithing, is that you find some type of, um, some type of way to tithe your 10% that you were given. So if you make $1,000, you're giving $100 to some type of godly matter. For instance, maybe you donate every time you get paid to a homeless shelter, knowing that this homeless shelter is helping people. That is tithing. 
It is tithing. That is going towards the betterment of someone else, the betterment of an organization that helped people, which is something that God would be pleased with. Um, A lot of people tithe in churches. It is traditional to tithe in church. 10% of what you've earned. And that's the gross. So if he gave you a total of a thousand, but Uncle Sam took 17%, you still want to give him off of, give God that 10% off of the thousand. Think of it this way. Well, do you want God to cut your, you know, tax your blessing? No. So let's not tax God, right? He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all when we tithe our best. I, that, this is number three is the one that I'm working on. Well, let's just say that. So number four, fellowship. Fellowship. Love each other. This is John 13, 34 and 35. Love each other just as much as I love you. Your strong love for each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And I'm going to close with that statement because fellowship is a huge deal. I think we always want to look at, oh, well, I don't feel like being around people. Or I don't feel like, especially now in the pandemic, it's a pandemic. We don't need to be around people let's you know stay into our own our own quarters well if you if you stay and hoard your time in your own quarters how will you develop into that disciple who can go and and disciple to all nations meaning any person you have to get out there to do that you have to network to do that and it looks different now today it's not just walking down the street but it's a you know make sure you're being a disciple even in your emails your text messages um social media um this is something that another thing i'm working on is making making sure that i'm accountable for being that being good with fellowship you want to do, definitely make sure that fellowship is a part of those key factors when looking into spiritual maturity. So I'm going to stop right there. I hope that this helps you. I will come back next week, next Sunday, and um, we will continue on with this class. Um, If there is anything that you have questions about, you need help, um, you know, with this whole entire spiritual maturity walk, um, in your journey, I totally understand everyone is at a place in their life that you either want to level up or you're starting somewhere. You know, I was always told in back in um, when I was, you know, we were in church all the time and pre-COVID, you heard sayings in churches, you know, like if either you're in a storm, you're walking into the wilderness, you're in the wilderness or you're walking out. And that is life, you guys. That's life. We're always going to be dealing with challenges. It's the grace and love and mercy that you show yourself and others through those challenges. And I hope this helps you. Again, we are coaching. I'm um, Our team has been coaching both for health journeys and also for business journeys. So small businesses, we are helping as well. And that's why I wanted to come on here because these things are tied in. They are connected no matter how, um, which one you're working on at this time, your spiritual walk, your actual health, you know, your physical health, 
or you want to, you know, venture in and start your own business. Because I am thoroughly convinced that every family should have a business. Every family. Some type of small or or whether it scales to be larger, whatever have you. There should be something coming from each family. So that is today's happy Black Love Day special that I am giving you. Again, I hope this helps you a lot and stay blessed.